0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Hey there, Joe. Great to be chatting with you again this afternoon. How are you going?
0: yes well in a bit of a flat this afternoon that's just my poor organization of my J I think but um, Richard I have to I have to ask how did the final go last weekend?
1: Yes well uh, listeners would have remembered from last week I shared that uh, the team was <laughs> heading into the grand final of the uh, under 15 18 uh, division two um, <laughs> cricket game and uh, the results are that, we lost the final joe yes we fell oh. about 23 runs short um so uh it was a well played game um i was thankful that just to you know get through the game without too many <laughs> too many dramas but it was <laughs> uh yeah it was a little a uh, little um yeah little um uh stressful at times i was actually field, oh. uh, umpiring at square leg while our team was batting and um, i had to give two of our players out stumped (laughs) which was not fun Uh, one of which was very close so um that was a bit painful i would have at that point, I would have preferred to be on the sideline and letting some <laughs> professional umpire take that responsibility. Yes. And there was another call where I gave one of our batsmen not out because I thought the ball had been a full toss over his waist while he was in the batting uh, posture and uh, he was bowled. The top of his stumps were hit and I called it a no ball, which made me quite unpopular with the fielders. <laughs> oh, yes. Um I, I think my call was correct, but um, yeah, uh, there was no DRS, there's no um, <laughs> uh, no, no, no a, a technology to help you with that one, so um, yes, yeah, the ball had been played post-calls.
0: Wow, <laughs> gosh, and so that that whole experience did it mean that you weren't did you have the score in your head the whole time, or were you just really focused no, on each ball?
1: I was 100 percent focused on being the umpire. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I was only very vaguely aware of what the score. There's no score. Um, you know, uh, no sign up with the score. You got yeah. to get your phone out and check things. So, I was Gosh. not very aware. I wasn't giving any coaching to the players, but they they had a good go of it and hit it around and and got close enough to give the opposition a scare. So, yeah, and uh, and Andy played well. He got he got hit a few good boundaries and uh, got a wicket. So, oh,
0: that would have been uh, fun.
1: And we went for uh, went for KFC afterwards, which was deserved.
0: <laughs> that would have been I a was, good celebration for the end of the season.
1: <laughs> I, I was walked in there and I said, "I don't. I'm having whatever I want today." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have umpired and I feel weary. <laughs> yes, yeah. cricket oh. season.
1: It's it's whatever I want. So, yep, that's the news on the cricket season. And, uh, oh so, well, so the, congratulations. The
0: Thank yep, you, congratulations Joe. for finishing the season well. With you know, that sounds like <laughs> a strong finish. Yes,
1: it was a strong finish, and nice to have the encouragement and interest of uh, our friends, yeah, supporting along. So, yeah. um, oh, no, that's good. the uh, the cricket news. Um, oh, wonderful! How about you, Joe? What's been what's been going on?
0: Well, I just have to tell you, um, I've already talked about this book with you, but I just want to tell you more about it because I just am yeah. loving it. Um, so people who've chatted to me about reading in the last couple of years will know that I love the Thursday Murder Club series written mm. by a guy called Richard Osmond who apparently is famous for being on TV and has transitioned to to writing. Okay. And th- there are three books in the series. The first is the Thursday Murder Club. Um and then the second is the man who died twice, and the third is, third is the bullet that missed. And each is set in the same place. It's a series that works builds on each other, and mm. it's essentially um, the the key idea of it is it's it's quite a light hearted, warm read with moments of depth. And the whole idea is you've got four main characters: Elizabeth, who used to be an MI five or MI six, who knows? But it's all very mysterious and fun. Um, mm-hmm. Then you've got Ibrahim, who was a psych- it, uh, psych- psychotherapist or a psychiatrist, mm. Ron, who was this unionist, um, and, you know, a bit of a trailblazer, and Joyce, mm. who was a nurse and, um, a housewife who's very canny. And they're all in their seventies and the action happens at Cooper's Chase retirement, um, village, mm. which is essentially this lovely retirement village in Kent. And these four, unlikely friends have become great friends and they are the Thursday murder club they love to solve cold cases Mm. but then of course in these rollicking stories things happen they're solving real life murders that are happening right now they befriend the police in one book and then they're dealing with the MI5 in another book it's absolutely Mm. it is such a fun series um but by far you haven't read any have you
1: no not yet I'm keen yeah not yet yeah
0: By far, the thing I love the most about these books is the reflections on friendship in older age. Mm. And I don't know how old this author is. I kind of don't want to know in case this is all just a wonderland and it's not actually really true. But it seems to me that he paints a picture of enjoying the company of others and the liveliness of sharing your life with people who you might not have heaps in common but you just enjoy just doing things together or having conversation and yep. there's warm heartedness and um it talks about there's a quote in the third book the bullet that missed um it says people drift in and out of your life and when you're younger you'll know you'll see them again but now every old friend is a miracle and this mm. idea that you really treasure friendship and you look to to love other people even though they're different from you and you look to have some some fun and common interest and such and for someone who i i mean i I feel like I can appreciate old age in lots of different ways. This yeah. has made me really think about aging and what I would yeah. like to be who I'd like to be as a friend um, yeah. yeah, and then there are there are just these funny. Funny parts like Victor, the ex KGB hitman, comes along in the book three and he's lying there, faking, <laughs> his, faking his death with the whole crew. He's lying in the shallow grave, and Elizabeth says to him, Stop, stop smiling. But the reason he's smiling is because he's got friends and he's thrilled. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and so yeah. Anyway, I just would recommend these books for a bit of fun, um, and a bit of a whodunit mm. crime. Bullet that missed is the third book, but yeah, The Thursday Murder yeah. Club. I just I'm just loving it. This is my second read of them, and <laughs> every time I love them.
1: Mm. One thing I've enjoyed about ministry this year is going along sometimes to our uh, it's called our next phase group. of yeah. um, people who are yeah, kids have grown up; they're a little bit older. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're just a lovely people to spend time with and it's mm. beautiful to see the warm friendships they have, mm. really caring for each other through, yeah, some uh, difficult times. So, mm. yeah, mm. I think I can, I'm can. i seeing friendship in old age um, mm. there in that group and, and great to be part of and, and have mm. friends among these men and women myself, yeah.
0: Oh, that's nice. I wish I was free Wednesday morning, so I would go on to that too. Mm. <laughs>
1: you would be most welcome if uh, oh, the opportunity you, comes up.
0: <laughs> um, and what have you been reading in the Bible?
1: Well, I've just been uh, yeah reading through um, the, Paul's letters and coming to uh, 2 mm-hmm. Timothy 4. Um, and uh, this these verses came just at the right time for me. So this is 2 Timothy 4 verse 1. Paul writes to Timothy, I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and because of his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, rebuke, correct, and encourage with great patience and teaching, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. Now, I... Mm. um, that uh, passage came just at a time was when I was feeling a, a little fatigued in ministry. Um, had been doing a f- bit of teaching in different formats, um, larger groups, small groups, um, a little bit of correcting, and so on. Um, but uh, uh, this just was the right tone. I know Paul loved Timothy. He was a gentle kind of leader and mentor, uh, but he's is quite serious and firm here to to keep on going, mm. keep doing it. Um, because uh, and you need to be ready in season and out of season (laughs) so i was Mm. feeling a little bit out of season but i thought oh well no this is pretty clear uh i need to um yeah get my uh, head in the game again and um yeah Mm. spend time in the word and and teach it faithfully to others Uh, Mm. i need to um, be around people encouraging um and so on and uh the reason here of course is, is what counts. And the reason is, you know, just our, our accountability to, to our Lord Jesus. And um, mm. he, uh, yeah, he wants us to um, yeah, work faithfully as we have the opportunity when the time is around. Um, and he'll look after us. But um, yeah, this uh, just came at the right time for me. I needed the encouragement.
0: Oh, mm. well, isn't God kind in giving us a word that we need, you know, in different seasons? That's that's so good. Do you think Um, when it says... My translation says, "In view of his appearing and his kingdom." In verse one, mm. Mm. what do you think that looks like to to have his appearing, you know, Christ's appearing, and Christ's kingdom in view? Like, what did that mm. look like for you as you were reading the passage? And what does it? Yeah, like
1: so great question, Joe. I think um, the the appearing is just the idea that he, he could return at any point. Uh, mm. So what you know what maybe what feels like a long time, and uh, and mm. uh, this will just. The, the hard work of ministry will go on forever. Uh, a reminder that he could appear at any time, um, mm. and his kingdom is a uh, is a reminder to me of his his victory, his power. He is in control. He's he's got this. Everything is under his, under his care. Mm. So um, that's a reason for confidence. Yeah, we're on the mm. right team here as we do ministry uh, in the name of Jesus. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, that's interesting because I I think um that's helpful for me to think about that language of appearing because when it says in the presence of God and in Christ Jesus and in view of his appearing, I definitely have this strong picture of Jesus is watching and he knows, he knows me and he loves me and I, mm. and God, the father loves me, but also he physically will return and that yeah. will usher in the, you know, the, the um, consummation of the, 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 kingdom of heaven, like the kingdom of God. And so, like it's begun in his death and resurrection but i'm waiting for it to happen there's this now but not yeah. yet the classic now but not yet and so it's quite vivid imagery before we even get to the charge and yeah. but yeah i i um i guess i wrestle with how do i keep jesus at my forefront and not get stuck mm-hmm. in the charge like i just yeah. got to do this but actually think well actually <laughs> jesus is watching me god the father is watching and Jesus will come back, and yeah. therefore, yeah, mm. and I'm just verbally a, processing know, the passage right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's a king that is very engaged. Uh, yeah, his spirit, yeah. the spirit is with us. Uh, the spirit is in the word.
0: Uh, yeah, we, everything we do that's by His summary. power.
1: So He's yeah. not a, not a remote um, assessor that's going to turn up. Yeah, uh, he's that's very right. much In us and with us. So yeah. that is also yeah. a comfort.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's and it, and it and it doesn't ever detract from we're going to get on with preaching and we're going to get on with <laughs> no. you know, teaching sound that's doctrine right. in fact it, it it's the it's the content of our chart like that's why yeah. we're charged with this yeah so oh i'm glad you had that of, uh, encouragement that's
1: good yeah no i know a lot of our listeners are are um persevering in their ministries themselves whether that's mm. small, small group leading or kids ministry or um yeah meeting lots and lots of new people and and helping them mm. so um yeah i i would love to encourage our listeners in that uh, in, in what they're doing as well
0: Mm, mm, yeah mm. Oh, but, that's uh, a great encouragement
1: joe you've been uh, doing some reading as well yeah what, what have
0: you been yes to? well i was thinking about the concept of sustainable sacrifice this week because mm. i find i return to it as an idea often and i thought where did i get that idea i i know i talked to my <laughs> mentor about it leslie but where did it actually come from come from and then i realized it comes right. from one of my favourite books, which is Zeal Without Burnout by Christopher Ash, which, yeah. you know, we both have read and love. Anyway, yeah. but as I was trying to find out where the concept of sustainable sacrifice comes from, it's in page 26, by the way, I discovered um, our brother from more college, Lionel Windsor, on his mm-hmm. blog has a series of posts about sustainable sacrifice. And so oh, I was really? like, well, great, I'll, I'll just have a quick flick. And yeah. I tell you, this man has articulated some really great ideas. Um, so, particularly, he starts with they're very easy and accessible blogs. They're not behind a paywall, so you can just go and kind of have a look at them and you can just type in sustainable sacrifice line or Windsor. But um, he has this blog post about capturing wild commitments. <laughs> He's got some pictures of, you know, tigers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he he says this phrase, and I didn't realize how much I'd resonate with it. He says, um, commitments arise out of our relationship with God, our relationships with others, our ministry roles, and our promises to others, and our particular desires and motivations to see Jesus honored in the world. Um, But these commitments should be a joy, but so often they can become a major source of stress, particularly for Christian ministers. This stress arises especially when we don't have a good system for managing our commitments and we can feel overwhelmed by them. Instead of rejoicing in our relationships and opportunities, we can view commitments like wild animals prowling around and we're never sure when they're going to pounce on us. And I was like, oh, yes, that actually named something for me there. And he goes on to give some ways of identifying what kind of commitments we're making and what kind of ideas we've got around commitment um, and managing stress. And this is a very short blog, very um, accessible. So if you're not a great reader, you can read this blog it is short <laughs> is fun uh, it's like yeah. quick to read um but then he sums up his own commitments he's got in terms of his relationship with god his family and friends his household and his church and then he ex- engages what his commitments are at, at more college in his work mm. and i just i just found it helpful practical i haven't yet done the activity which i you know that is always my struggle moving from the idea <laughs> to the action but yeah. um i'm very thankful for for Lionel articulating these ideas and have found the, the, the blog post so far really helpful. So, I want to keep working on that idea of how do you actually do practically sustainable sacrifice, um, which is, you know, sacrificing your, uh, like, serving Jesus at cost to yourself, but continuing yeah. in it ongoingly without burning yeah. out. And so, yeah, yeah, anyway, just a great series of blogs.
1: Oh, fantastic. I'm interested. Thanks, Lionel, for writing. And uh, yeah, yeah our topic is going to be. Um, uh, very um that i can resonate with as well that you know, I, I can't get that image of a tiger prowling around <laughs> no, uh, yeah. very vivid
0: um, so, yeah, yeah. So i, I mean he starts it. with a a quick summary of zero without burnout's main chapters and mm. i think that's the gold as well because he's drawing your attention to there's a book here to to think about what it actually looks yeah, like yeah. to be sustainable yeah. and sacrificial at the same time so if you haven't st- ever started on the topic you can start in the blogs but also the book Zill without burnout it's a great it's a great read and it's yeah. often it makes me think more about god than me which i always yeah. appreciate <laughs> hmm.
1: fantastic well we better <laughs> wrap it up there joe uh yes. it's been um, great talking uh, yes cricket debriefing about that one and uh love <laughs> love that you're enjoying reading some fiction that's very refreshing yeah it's that's, been fun hobbies been are great fun. for uh, sustainability yeah. One Timothy for the challenge and uh, some encouragement yeah. on sustainable sacrifice.
0: Yeah. And but, and um, Richard, we um are going to Reach Australia Conference this we year. Are. And we yes. we agreed that we should invite people to come and talk to us at the conference. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> so
0: right. um some people will know, but um others won't. Reach Australia is an organization looking to see um, thousands of healthy evangelistic multiplying churches across Australia. So church planting and lots of leader training and coaching um, in churches. They've got a conference happening in May, 8th to the 11th of May, and we're going to be presenting around the idea of how does being deep in the Word of God um, strengthen a church in its community. And so yeah. if you are interested in coming along, feel free to come along. Otherwise, we'll, even if you don't come to our seminar, we would love to meet you. <laughs> don't say so, like. All yeah, right. that'd be great. Well, fantastic and, chatting. Uh, have a great mm.
1: week, Joe, and I'll talk to you again next and time. And you. Sounds good. See you, mate. Bye.